0: Hello, this is Dale Tippett, and welcome to the Chaplain's Message Podcast, an ongoing discussion of applied Christianity, making it relevant, and meeting you where you are. Tonight we're going to be talking about self-control. Self-control, that's that's one of the fruit of the Spirit. Proverbs 25, 28, from the English Standard Version, a man without self-control is like a city broken into... And left without walls. How's that? You know, I do find it interesting, though, when you think about it, that um, when you think about it, giving our lives over to the Lord and we're indwelt with the Holy Spirit, and as we go through life, we exhibit these fruit—the fruit of the Spirit. So we have joy and patience and love and kindness and all that. But self-control is included in that, and I would. Think I would think from my carnal mind, if you will, that if I'm filled with God, why would I have to worry about self-control, right? But we're given free will. We still have free will. We can still make choices. So I find it interesting that um, the Bible says that as we follow God and display fruit of the Spirit, that self-control is included because then it follows that since we need to practice self-control we are still subject to temptation even as we are in relationship with the Lord. Self-control as well as uh, with all of the others, of course, love, joy, patience, as I mentioned before, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, uh, are seen in us because of our relationship with the Lord. But that doesn't take away the consequences should we decide to go for the works of the flesh. Instead of listening to the guidance of the Spirit, right? We still have choice. But we still have this free will. Yes, free to choose. But that leads us to what choices have we made? You know, there's a song that's been out since like about nineteen forty nine called Run On. You ever anybody ever hear the run on? God's gonna God's going to pay you back here. It says, uh, You may throw your rock and hide your hand, work in the dark against your fellow man. As sure as God made the day and night, what you do in the dark will be brought to the light. You may run and hide, slip and slide, trying to take the moat from your neighbor's eyes. As sure as God made the rich and poor, you're going to reap just what you sow. Did you ever hear that one? You've been run on for a long time. Well, that's what happens. Isn't is that... Proverbs 25:28 a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. So we're right on, the, on every, every single day we, ha- we, we make decisions as to which way we're going to go. Are we going li- to listen to the unction of the Holy Ghost of the Spirit of God or the written the, the, the Bible we, we meditate on that and, and, and glean guidance from that? Romans 6:21 points it out even clearer. Uh, Romans 6.21, but what fruit were you getting at that time of which you are now ashamed? It, it, was, it sounded like a good idea at the time, right? It, it, was, it made sense at the time, but then now uh, down the road, we find out that, hey, you know what? That didn't work out so well. So, But the point is this. This is not condemning. And this is what's so wonderful in love about the Holy Spirit, is that He points these things out, our shortcomings, He points them out not to condemn us, but to convict us, just to get us back on track. And that's the good news. You know, in John 10.10 reads, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. God's plan for us is to have abundant life, but we have free will. We can choose which path we're going to follow. And it's a struggle every day. We, we, we make mistakes and we don't even know we made the mistake. I mean, we, we have a conversation and then way down the road you might be driving or back at home or you might be in the middle of the night, your eyes open up. And you say, "What did I say? What happened? Oh my goodness! I might have said this, that, and you might have hurt somebody's feelings." And you know what? That's a good thing because when you're being, te- when we are being tested that way, we're in a real relationship with the living, true God, the only God in the universe, and He is working with us. And we are analyzing our actions over the course of the day. And you become more sensitive as you get more into a relationship with God. You don't become more brazen and rude. You become more sensitive and loving and caring. Because you know why? Because you exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. I don't see anything about being rude and mean-spirited and, 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 you know, etc. It's all about empathy and reasonableness and trying to show the other person uh, that you care as best you can and the Holy Spirit keeps us on track with that and you know the Apostle Paul he laid this out for us clearly in his letter to the Galatians when he splits this right down the middle giving us the example of works of the flesh and fruit of the Spirit Galatians chapter 5 begins at verse 19 now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I you know, I run into this kingdom of God a lot. It's in the it's in the Bible quite a bit. I ran into a little definition of the kingdom of God in Romans fourteen seventeen it says Romans fourteen seventeen for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So it follows, just in our daily life, if we stay away from the idolatry and the sorcery and all that kind of stuff that's the works of the flesh we are going to be able to enjoy quicker the fruits of the Spirit by entering into that relationship. And the kingdom of God, which is what we're striving for, it's joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. So God wants us to have joy and peace. He doesn't want us to get involved in things that are going to be hurtful. So in short, the works of the flesh results in what God does not want for us. So again, John 10.10 reads, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So you look at the fruit of the Spirit. It says, uh, uh, again, starting up in uh, verse 22, uh, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So when we go ahead and we look at what happens if um, we have a situation to where we do fall into the traps of getting involved with the flesh. One thing that we can do, we see that all around us, in that when we entertain sin, it goes into missing the mark which is what sin is basically all about missing the mark and you know to see how life is in living in the flesh and in sin uh, which leads itself into being out of control a lack of self control is something that's obvious to us on all you got to do is turn on a TV set you can look at television um, i got kind of hooked on three shows over the last year they're gone, finally. I mean, they ran their season. They're, they're done. But you know what? They're, they were awful shows, but they were good. They were good in one sense because they, they, they drew you in. But what was going on in here? I said, oh, my goodness. This is really outrageous. This is terrible. But then I kept on watching them. And I said, there's got to be some social redeeming value in this here somewhere. And I think that I found it. There were three of them. Scandal about the politicians in Washington. Uh, how to get away with murder which was um, amazing, some law professor who was orchestrating these things that were going on and shades of blue, police crooked cops being crooked and trying to have all. so you have all of this stuff going on and they're really raunchy, what was going on is really raunchy however, I did find a redeeming quality about them what they do is they illustrate beautifully what is life like without God and if for that purpose they serve well they serve well so what can we do you know we want to we number one we want to take the advice of the Lord and not be involved in the works of the flesh even though that's our natural inclination even though we were born into this that's our nature from our fallen heritage that it's easy to be part of the flesh It's more difficult to be walking in the Spirit. Because you got listed in one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. If it wasn't, it would be a a no-brainer. It would be very simple. You wouldn't need self-control because it would be natural. It's not natural because we're still tempted. So what can we do? What can we do? Well, let's look at what uh, the Bible says. In Romans chapter 6, verses 15 to 22. Again, it's an English standard version. What then are we... What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. So now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. Here ends the reading. So again, focus on this verse 21 of chapter 6 of Romans. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed. It cuts right through. The good news is that past sins can be blotted out. If we look at 1 John 1:9 1, says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But how do we or, or why do we have to deal with this issue of self-control or lack thereof? Because sin is part of life. It's, 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 it's part of our nature. So two things. One, sin came into the world, and that's why we need a Savior. Second thing is, is that sin has consequences. Even after they are forgiven, the damage has been done. Hence Romans chapter six, verse twenty one. What kind of it, what what damage has been done that now has to be dealt with because of a bad decision? So how do we avoid the problem in the first place? What do we do? What do we do? Well, it leads to accountability. When I was a kid many years ago, the, um, I w- kids would run around like kids do and so forth. And I was little. I was like one of the really youngest of the kids, but I was old enough to kind of run around. And one of the kids who was maybe a year or two older than me, somehow he decided he's going to smoke a cigarette. So he's got this, and we're like six, seven, eight years old. We were little. So he's smoking this cigarette, and my mom sees him smoking this cigarette. So his name's Tommy. So she says, Tommy, does your mom know that you're smoking that cigarette? And he says, well, she does now. <laughs> he was busted. He knew that my mom was going to tell his mom, and that was, that was the end of that. So that's accountability. He knew that this is, well, oh, well. So what do we do? The problem is not having rules. The problem is the lack of accountability. Lack of accountability eventually leads to corruption. And we can point to uh, David, King David. Uh, perfect example. See Samuel uh, 2 Samuel chapter 11. Uh, verse number two uh, reads, "It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful. It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful. You know, there is a pastor who uh, has a radio program on W.I.L.L. He plays a couple of times a day. His name's Phil Wallmeyer, He's located out in um, Elk Grove Village. He's close by. And I like to listen to him. He was looking at this situation with David. And he was asking, he said, it, it, same topic about lack of accountability. What happens when somebody has complete you know, uh, autonomy, can do whatever he wants, he says, number one, he says, what was King David doing sleeping until noon? You know, on uh, on during the day when like everybody else was at work. You know, I mean, he had the army was at war. He had all these people doing all these things, but he's lounging around, taking a you know afternoon nap, and then he gets up and he's just looking around and he's seeing some gal there, and he decides that he's gonna. Uh, uh, enter into some place that he shouldn't be entering into with her. Well, of course, what happens? It ends up, it ends up in in, in adultery, betrayal, murder, the one lie after another. David had a terrible, uh, a lot of bad things happened to him, and through his, and through you know his, with his children, he had rebellious children, all kinds of problems. Read that, read Second Samuel. It's 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 really something. Um, and again, he was one of God's favorites. Okay, God loved him dearly, but he ended up paying dearly for his lack of self-control. So eventually, uh, he paid the price for that. And, um, and it goes through for all of us. That's, that's just how it is. So the problem is not having rules. The problem is having a lack of accountability. You know, uh, if you take and put a hole in a boat, what happens to the boat? It sinks, right? You put a nail in a tire, the tire goes flat. You jump off the roof of this building, you're going to go splat on the sidewalk, right? Actions have consequences. And one bad decision after another certainly doesn't help. But God loves us so much that he gave his... Son, to go ahead and to redeem us, to bring us back home to Him. So, you know, the, what is it that we can do? He, God gave us a way out. And what is the way out that He gave us? He's still given us free will, but He gave us self-control. That, that relationship that we develop, when we enter into a relationship with the Lord, your, as your walk continues it becomes enhanced and more sensitive. And self-control is part of that because you're walking with Christ. You're walking with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. So self-control is self-discipline. It is willpower, composure. But the force behind self-control is not our own, but is the Spirit of God. So God is there with us. We need to just ask Him for help and then take what his advice is james 4 7 says submit yourselves therefore to god resist the devil and he will flee from you so self-control starts with accountability because you can talk yourself into doing something stupid i know i can right it's just it's just made sense at the time right you said, well okay But some things we just don't do because God said so. Just like when you're an older brother or you have an older sibling, a sister, or your parents, you say, can I go do this? They said, no, you can't go do this. And then, of course, kids will say, why, right? Well, why? Why can't I go do this? And what's at least old school, I don't know about today, they might try to reason with a kid, but old school would say, what? Because I said so. I don't want you to do it. Because I said so. Well, God, our Father, says that. He says the same thing. Why can't I do this? He says, because I said so. You'll find out when you're older. you anybody ever heard that? You'll understand when you get older. But just do what I tell you to do, and don't ask me any more questions. Just follow what I'm telling you to do. So how do we do that? This seems like, oh my goodness, this is we're floundering around here in life. How am I supposed to do this? Well, God made provision for this too. He says, renew your mind, study my word. And He says, I'm going to put it in black and white for you. Uh, Romans 12, uh, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern. What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? So, what is good, acceptable, and perfect? We have free will. We have to make a choice. And what we want to do is choose the right way to to walk. So, number one, make a decision. Decide to follow Christ, receive Him, receive the Holy Spirit, be born again. Walk by faith, not by sight. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Take an eternal perspective on life. We're in eternity now. We're just passing through this physical time period. We've got a long way to go. And we're gonna be uh, well, we need to just take an eternal perspective on life. And it makes things a lot more palatable. It really does, because we're walking with God. We've decided to walk with Him, to walk through with Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, walk by faith, not by sight, taking on an eternal perspective. We are in eternity now. And abide in Christ. Stay close to Him, this close, attached. Be part of Him and Him part of us. That still, we still have to exercise self-control, though, because no matter how close we are, even the apostles, the, the, the disciples, they struggled with things. They, they lost their temper more than once and, uh, and strayed a bit before the Lord reined them back in again. So what advice does He give to us on how we're supposed to deal with this? Chapter 6 of Ephesians spells it out. Put on the armor of God. That's what we have to do. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes that run to preach the good news of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. So we're given the tools, but ultimately we have responsibility to make that choice. So to just to, in closing, we want to take a look at chapter 8 again of Romans. Now there is no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Uh, Verse 6 goes on to say, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Verse 31, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And lastly in verse 37, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. So, one of my favorite pastors, uh, Pastor Bill Winston, he wrote a uh, or his ministry uh, wrote a, a prayer about boldness, and we we should come to the throne uh, of our Lord as feeling that we belong because we do belong. We're family, and we're out here as ambassadors for Christ to preach the good news until He comes back to take us home or. Or, or we you know, pass sooner to go home to be with Him before He returns. But the point is, though, is that we have a living, live relationship with the real God. And we should have a conversation with Him always. And come in boldness in the sense that we belong to Him. And we are abide in Him. So Pastor Winston, a part of his uh, prayer for boldness, it says, Father, in the name of Jesus, I am of good courage. I pray that You grant me that, with all boldness, I speak forth Your Word. I pray that freedom of utterance be given me, that I may open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mystery of the good news of the Gospel, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to do." And that's what I encourage everybody to do. Let's just go ahead and say our prayers, eat our vitamins, Go ahead and just take one step at a time, walking by faith, not by sight. Encourage one another, read our Bibles, and go ahead and share the good news whenever we have a chance. Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you found it meaningful. If you'd like to have me speak at your event, you can find me at daletippett.com. The link is in the show notes.